Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, dedicated to making you a better seller. Recorded 4,827 miles across the Atlantic Ocean with Bobby Das from Houston, Texas, a father, husband, golfer, pilot, and tech seller. And Brian Evans, an expat in London, England, family man, 2X Ironman, and an ERP salesman. Both sharing tried and true sales strategies and providing free tools to make each week and campaign easier for you. They also answer your questions weekly. Now, here is Bobby and Brian. Hey, hey, Bobby. What's up, Brian? Today we have a one-part listener's choice. We have we have questions coming in that turn into episodes. This is one of those. Please, um, if you haven't done this, please send us in an idea. We'd love to add your idea to the podcast and uh, keep enriching things here. So today's episode is all about, um, let's say you're applying for a job and you want to get a referral from somebody that you work with or have worked with. This is all kind of about the do's and the don'ts of that process. We've got it broken up into three sections. So like I said, do's and don'ts. And then we have kind of a, an ancillary or somewhat related item around LinkedIn referrals. So uh, LinkedIn referrals are somewhat coveted. Um, they're a great thing to to give out. But rather than being random or being worried about like what approach do I take, uh, we've got a great guide for you that we've we've one hundred percent we've stolen this and we're gonna we're gonna link and give credit to the author of this. But they've provided a great template for you to give a really quick, easy LinkedIn reference to someone as well. Perfect. So let's start with the do's. Um, and as Brian mentioned, before we do that, as Brian mentioned, Send us your ideas or questions that you would like us to address. We are very excited that in the last, I don't know, three weeks, we've had a dozen people that we don't know from around the United States and the UK reach out, tell us that they're loving the show, tell us they like what we're doing. And in those messages, they don't really know what to ask us for. They're staying engaged, though, right? If you are listening to our show and you have one thought, one idea, man, I wish they would address this thing, please shoot an email to info at bobbyandbrian.com. And we will record an episode with your ideas and thoughts. We'll make sure to give you credit, and we will get that out on the interwebs for everyone to listen to. So without that, without further ado, let's jump into the referrals stuff, the do's. I think often I get asked a few times to make a referral or pitch someone for a job or get them connected with someone, and they put all the work on me. It is the most absolutely frustrating thing that happens for someone to ask me for a favor and then just make it more work for me. I'm not the busiest guy in the world. I'm pretty busy. I got a few things going on right now. But don't put the work on the person that you're referring or asking to help you get a referral to. Brian, that probably should have landed in the don'ts section. But it it really is about prepping the person that you're asking for help from, right? So the most important thing, do prep the person that you're asking for help from. Yeah, and just a few things that you can prep them with. Uh, you know, let's start with the basics. How about a, how about the most recent copy of your resume or your CV? You know, they, if you worked with this person eight years ago and they're asked by the uh, interviewer, Hey, when, when did you work with Brian or when did you work with Bobby? It'd be nice if they had the resume right in front of them that they could answer that question and, and not miss it by a decade, right? So sharing a copy with a resume, share them about what the job, what job are they going for? You know, if it's a, if it's to a new, 
you know, CRM company out there, you know, tell them about, you know, what the company is, what the job is, why are you making the move, why this company is interesting to you. These, these are conversation points that could very easily come up. If it, I'll tell you what, if you have, if you have Bobby listed as one of your, uh, your referrals on your resume, Bobby's going to work to help you get that job. And sorry, Bobby, I hope I'm not flooding your inbox with people no. requesting no. to get referrals there. But the, the way they can make you more powerful in that meeting is by giving these types of data points rather than just you having to guess why this is interesting to them. Yeah, it's something so tactical. But every big company nowadays has a job site, job board, something, right? Give the job number. Not I'm looking for a systems engineer job in Houston. Yeah. There could be 10 of those in three different divisions at Dell Technologies today. I'm I'm going after the job that is titled systems engineer, but the job number is one two three four five six, because if I put you in as a referral, which of course I want to do, because I want to get paid for when you get the job, then I need that job number, and you're going to make my life easier, and you're going to get me more excited about helping you get that job as well. Agreed. Share anecdotal performance metrics. You know, if you have the distinction of hitting your your quota five years in a row, give them a few data points. All that should probably be on your resume. But you know, maybe there are two or three bullet points that you really want to make sure that they mention on that reference call. Include those. Um, another big one is your strengths and weaknesses too. You got to be careful on the weaknesses front. It depends on what who the person is that's giving you a referral. But maybe there's something that you're working on that you you've been very um, audible with in terms of your interview process, make sure they know what those strengths and weaknesses are because the chances are they're going to be asked, okay, you've told me nothing but great things about Brian. What What's he working on? Well, You, want, you don't want them to be guessing on that stuff. No, and I, I would say from a weaknesses perspective, it might be also not the strongest relationships you might want to call out. Like if you had a run-in or an incident with someone that in, is in the organization, you might want to give me a heads up because if I, the first person I happen to speak to is that person and they're like, whoa, this happened in such and such five years ago, that's probably not going to be the best lean-in for me to be surprised about. Um, there's ways to navigate that stuff. Not everyone, this might be a shocker to our listeners, not everyone likes Bobby Doss. And I've had my share of issues with people, and everyone has had some. Make sure you give that heads up to the person you're referring to as well. Love it. Um, send a, let's say, post-referral uh, conversation. Send a thank you to them. It could be a, you know, a $10 Amazon gift card. It could be, a, you know, a cupcake. Do, do something nice for them. It's a... They took time out of their day to do this. We talk about this from a from a customer reference standpoint. They're taking time out of their day to uh, to refer you to a role. Make sure you, you give them a thank you. Um, this probably isn't going to be the given the industry they're in, you're in. This is probably not going to be the last job that you have. And make that a handwritten note. Um, too often today in the world of technology, in the world that we live in with Facebook and Twitter and stuff, we send a lot of private messages. And I just think that the we say it, the gumption of that is gone, right? Um, take time, send them a handwritten note. Even if you have to send it to their office so that they get it in their box one day, it's going to shock them to see that you took the time to do that. It means a whole lot more than a private message. So let's talk about the people that you might ask to be uh, references for you on your resume or in an interview loop. But I think 
mentors are obviously a great one. They're going to know a lot of the ins and outs on what you're working on professionally. They're going to know about how you've performed uh, personally and professionally. Those are great ones. Bobby, you talk a lot about your board. Um, I, w- I would assume that a few of these people on your board would probably be a reference for you. For sure. I mean, we interviewed Cherie Fields. She's fully aware that she's on my board. She's helped me make some pretty massive career moves and changes. Maybe she didn't help me make them, but she helped me think through them and was Mm -hmm. a sounding board. Um, And and I would say that she would be very much a person that I could call today, I would hope, and she would write a a letter for me. She would make an introduction for me. She would do a lot of things to help me be successful in my next endeavor as well. Yeah, so what – how do you balance it then? So she'd be a great reference for you. Do you have like maybe her – uh, former coworker, former somebody that used to be a manager for you. How do you kind of how do you kind of think about what uh, references you want? Yeah, so let's think about the world of of Houston technology sales because that's where this would probably be encompassed. Uh, let's say I want to get a job at a different company, or someone's maybe reaching out to me and asking me, "Well, I'm going to do my best to win that and like blow them away." So I'm going to find people at that company that she's connected with. I'm going to make sure that it's worth that she's going to be able to provide more than just contextual anecdotal information on Bobby Doss because I could have my mom and dad do that and it would provide like little to no value probably to that company. So assuming that she's interacted with someone at that company, I would probably get some feedback from her about that company. If she's a customer, Mm -hmm. she's going to tell me that that company probably is good or bad and we'll weigh that out together. But then I would ask her, if if I did pursue this job, would you make would you be willing to use some of your time to make a recommendation for me? And that's that's where I would probably start. Um, I can see where I might do a few different things depending on the company. She's a huge SAP resource in the Houston market. If I was trying to go to work for SAP, I might tackle it a completely different way. I might actually ask her to make the introduction if I was seeking that company out. Because that would mean a whole lot to SAP if, if Cherie was to start by making an introduction to me of a sales manager who's currently supporting her account, then that, that's another way I might go about that as well. I love it. So in, in my last, the last company I interviewed for was Workday. I used, um, you know, Bobby, you were one of my references for this. Uh, Jonathan, a uh, guy that it was both my business partner and, and partner in an office location was a reference for me. I used a top performer in, in Workday to be a reference for me. Um, these are relationships that we nurture and we keep active. And a lot of times they're they're closer than just business you know partnership. These are friends that we have here. You got to be careful, though. You don't want it to be too, too close. You want somebody that's going to have some good objective feedback um, that can that can come off, especially given how tight knit the, the community is. The, the technology sales community is, you want them to have credibility. You want your reference to be very credible uh, to the interviewer. Yeah, and it, it's so much more than just references upon request, right? I mean, this this is where you, you are betting on your relationship with these reference people, that, that you're setting them up to do something good for you and that you're going to also work to pay them back in some way. But it's not just, you know, I'll give you five names that you can call in the future during this interview process. These are people that you are putting a stake in the ground with that are going to help you get this job, for sure. How about a few don'ts? Oh, I got plenty of them, for sure. Don'ts. I think I started with the don't and the do section. (laughs) How about don't surprise them? Have you ever – this happened to me half a dozen times to where I'll get a call from a company – 
I get a call from a company about a candidate I didn't even know was applying to that company. Of course, I'm not going to, I'm going to do everything I can to support them, but I'm, I'm shooting in the dark here. What am I, what am I supposed to say? Like what job are they going for? It's, it's such a nightmare conversation. I got a good two or three examples that I'll have to keep these people, uh, on the down low here, but I've actually been called from someone in their car driving away from an interview that they just had that they're surprised with as well as it did. And they thought they ought to call me and let me know that they put me down as a reference because the person that interviewed them said they would be calling their references in the next 48 (laughs) hours. I know of at least three instances that I can think of in my head right now where that's happened in the last decade. And I know for a fact, those people did not get those jobs because I got that phone call. Um, you know, these weren't close people. These were the people that you would expect to be these people that were making this phone call to me. They were outliers. They were on the edge. We, we probably interacted a couple times. But they knew that I had a relationship in that account. And they were using my name and my background to get their get them a step forward in the interview process. And we didn't have that. And they didn't know the feedback that I would give. And it cost them. So no surprises, for sure. Yeah, and if, if they would have called you ahead and said, Bobby... Man, here here's what I've been working on the past two years, three years, five years. Um, I've I've killed it at my job the past three years. I know we haven't really stayed in touch, but I just want to let you know this about me. And I'm I'm going for this new role. I think I'm a great fit for it. Could I get your support in the interview process? Very different like, conversation. I would have man at least been neutral in my feedback for sure. No question. Sure, sure. So the big feedback there is well, it's two pieces of feedback. Certainly don't do it blind. Don't surprise them. And then don't wait until after the interview to, tri- to quote-unquote, prep your references. No doubt. Don't ask for a reference to bend the truth in any way, shape, or form, right? I think that would be a no-go and one where I would feel like I was in a catch-22 with that person, depending on the level of relationship that I had with them. If you called me, Brian, and said, I need you to bend the truth, I'd just say, you know, I'm not going to do that, Brian, and we would talk through it. But if it was some outlier, again, someone I haven't talked to in three or four years, they would say, would you would you please tell them we went to club together? That's going to be the, the, the deal breaker or the deal maker for this deal. Um, I'd probably say I'm not sure I can do that, but if I got that phone call, I would tell them we did not make club, right? I mean... Um, you got to be really careful, and, and that's just probably speaks to the level of character that that would be the person asking for that request anyway. I had I had someone I got an example of this. I had someone that was terminated from their job, and they wanted me to put in the reference. They wanted when when I was going to get the phone call because I was on their list. They wanted me to give a totally different reason as to why they were terminated. Mm. I just didn't take the call. I. I probably was too chicken to say, no, I'm not doing that over the phone. I mean, they could tell I was pretty hesitant with it. But, man, this this industry is way too tight for us to be dancing those kind of lines. That's that's a lot to ask. No, that's a great example someone. of where the, where the relationship between those two people might make you be quiet about what you're going to do but really drive the behavior that you're going to, 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 to instate when you're on that phone call for sure. Yeah. Uh, don't we talk about this a lot? We work in a technology industry, but don't use technology to prep the your your, your reference here. Make it even if it's a fifteen minute phone call. Make the phone call, talk it through with them, use it as as an opportunity to catch up with them. Um, it's it's worth every minute of that. Yeah, and finally, I think that a big don't would be using a spouse or a relative. Um, I don't think it ever plays to your advantage, uh, whether it's a customer reference or if it's a job reference. I don't think. 
those will ever be. If I was the hiring manager, I would take no relevance uh, based on the conversation with a spouse or a relative. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, we had we had this come up too one time where um, my it, it was with with me. So my um, stepdad is the former CEO of uh, Lockheed Martin, and he has been a fantastic mentor for me. He is on my my board of directors, so to speak. Um, that's that's one where I I wouldn't want him to get chased down the path to where he had to divulge our relationship of me being his son-in-law right right so as great as a reference he is for whatever job i might be going for i would never ask that of someone even though we don't share a last name and he has a very powerful title former title no doubt so let's talk also bobby about linkedin referrals and then we'll wrap it up here i I think linkedin referrals we always talk about like how do you be more proactive linkedin referrals are a way to be more proactive about the brand that you've established and the way that you might do this, I, I challenge myself. I put it on my calendar every Friday to go in and write a referral for someone I know in LinkedIn. We all have hundreds of connections, probably thousands of connections on LinkedIn. It's a great habit to get into. I know you've picked up some new habits around um, around you know calling people and staying in touch and, and continuing to build your network. This has been a big one for me. Yeah, and there's there's no doubt that you can write a referral once a week for your 2000 followers on LinkedIn and never even get close to overdoing it. But there is a a sense that I also have with some, I'll call them sketchy reps or shady reps that I know in the market that have a hundred referrals. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure that, that I'm really believing that guy's the rock star that I believe he or she could be. A hundred referrals is almost the exact opposite for me you know i think having a dozen or maybe even two dozen referrals from the right people across a 20-year career is probably better than having a hundred referrals in linkedin yeah that's a great point so let's talk about some steps because i i used to be i used to get to the keyboard on friday and i was paralyzed like okay how do i how do i write write this reference on on tom why not just cut and paste last week's that's why, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just end this thing early. And, and, and my referral yeah. it says Jonathan was a great, stu- great worker because <laughs> you copy and paste it. That's right. Yeah. Just make sure you uh, control find that name. Yeah. That's all you need to do. So we found this great reference point online. I have used this now for a very long time. We're going to link to it because we're not. We don't want to steal this guy's uh, IP. But it's a great. It's a great process. So step one is start with a knockout line. So that knockout line, a good example could be, it's rare that you come across a standout talent like Mike, or few people um, have the opportunity to report to a manager who's also a coach and a mentor, but it did, but I did when I worked for Susan. So knockout line, you're trying to grab some attention. It's a great way to open up the uh, LinkedIn referral. And I would say you could reuse some of these. There's no question that if, if you get in a habit like Brian's been doing or others to write these on a regular basis, the knockout line can have a similar statement and different adjectives to describe the person. But it would be it would be a great way to start the referral in LinkedIn and start to set the context for what you're trying to share with that person. Number two, describe your relationship. So give them some context as to how, how you know them. Did you work with them? Did they report to you? Did you report to them? So that could be, I had the pleasure of working with Jim for two years at the Smith Company, and we collaborated on several project teams. Or 
Mark expertly filled out the role of social media uh, coordinator for my company's marketing team for just over a year. So you, you, this that doesn't necessarily have to be somebody you work directly with or at the same company with, but describe the context in which you, you work together or partner together. So in step three, well, let's go back, recap real quick. In step one, we had the knockout line. Step two, we, we have described our relationship with the person. In step three, let's share a standout trait. So some examples of that might be, I was always in awe by Fred's ability to command a room and get people on board with ideas, even people who were initially on completely different pages. Or another example might be Matt's ability to juggle multiple projects was unlike any I've ever seen before and made a dramatic difference in the productivity level for our team. So it really does make, make someone stand out with a specific trait. I think all of us have those specific traits and they probably go unnoticed. Uh, I, can give you, I can give you three for Brian right now just on the, on the cuff. He's extremely detail-oriented, never misses a deadline, and is one of the most professional sales reps I've ever met in my life. So use one of those three traits to call that that standout moment for that referrer in their LinkedIn referral. Love it. Love it. All right, step four, add a touch of personality. Um, This this helps kind of drive home the fact that you had a – that you actually had a – you know, a – personal relationship as well as a a professional relationship. So, and we still miss her on the office softball league Um, or here in, here in London, it's the cricket team, Bobby, you should play a little cricket. Hey, there was a, there's a newscast. Those that live in Houston, they're literally building an 85 acre, 14 field cricket facility just outside Houston in, in a little town called Prairie View. And as my son and I drove to Brenham recently to play golf with my dad, we drove past that complex. It's amazing. They're going to have four lit fields. It's huge. It's going to be a big deal for the city of Houston. So I might get that opportunity. I might get that opportunity. (laughs) You might. It might throw your golf swing off. You know how how I won't go all in if I start playing. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you won't buy a cricket team. (laughs) All right, uh, step five. End with your solid recommendation. Allison would be an asset to any team. Or as a team member or leader, Steve earns my highest recommendation. Or any employee would be lucky to have Michelle, Michelle as a manager. So let's run over these again real quick. Let me, let me actually, let's just let's carry it all in one single thing. It's rare that you come across a standout talent like Mike. I had the pleasure of working with Mike for two years at the Smith Company, and we worked together on several projects. I was always in awe of his ability to command a room, get people on board with ideas, even people that were on completely separate pages at the start of the projects. And man, I'll really miss him on our office softball league team. Mike would be an asset to any team. So this gives you a great framework. So you're not you're not you know staring at your computer or staring at your keyboard like, man, I, this person's great. Why can't I think of a few sentences to put together on LinkedIn for them? And this will also, to your point, Bobby, help you kind of, um, you know, you gotta you gotta balance this out, right? If if you're getting 100% reciprocation on this, which I promise you, you won't, because I, I can tell you firsthand, you won't, just because you write one, you're not gonna get one. Um, but yeah, if you if you are looking to rack up hundreds of these, or you're getting a tons of, uh, or if you're putting out a ton of requests for these, you're probably driving the long, wrong uh, midterm, long term behavior. No doubt. And as Brian mentioned, we'll link to this in the show notes of this episode. If 
uh, we'll give it maybe a month. I'm going to search the internet for those exact words that Brian used. So if everyone just copies the one that Brian just read <laughs> off, then I will know that you just copy and pasted. Um, be creative. Share a little bit of that personal touch. Make sure it means something to the person you're writing it for. It will, when it does pay dividends for you, it will mean so much more. Um, look for the article in the show notes. As always, average sucks. Average is the enemy. And thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show with Bobby and Brian. Subscribe to their email list by going to bobbyandbrian.com and follow them on Twitter at Bobby Brian Sales.